Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. In this episode of A Moment With, I chat to Mary and together with Jen, they founded Doula Care Ireland. So I just want to highlight that I did speak to Mary a couple of months back. So at that time, the restrictions were still pretty heavy and in place. So Mary chats to me about why she decided to become a doula, why they created the agency, how the agency works when it comes to pairing the birthing person with the doula. And so much more. Mary speaks so well. She has been in the doula world for a very long time, has a huge amount of experience and knowledge. So I know that you'll really enjoy this episode if you're looking into getting a doula to support you through your labour and birth and even either side, antenatally and postnatally. And Mary highlights other areas as well that you can get support in with a doula. So I will leave links to Doula Care Ireland on the show notes as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I will chat to you soon. So Mary, you're very welcome to the Ireland's Birth Stories podcast. Thank you for here. Thank you for coming on to a moment with. I'm delighted to have a chat with you about the life of a doula and why I think that doulas should be more involved in our births. So first of all, I'd like to ask you to introduce yourself. Okay. Um. Hello. I'm so thrilled to be here because I love the podcast, and I am a regular listener. So it's so exciting to be actually on it. I feel a bit starstruck. Um. So yes. Um, my name is Mary, and I am one of the co-owners of Doula Care Ireland. I run Doula Care with Jen Crawford. Um. We set Doula Care Ireland up. Um, four years ago now, I think, or five, we really aren't great at counting when that is, um, as a doula agency. So we have a team of doulas that offer support um, to clients that contact us and we match um, clients with doulas. Um, and then we also have now segued into training doulas as well. So we train um, postpartum and birth doulas as well. And we love that. It's, it's going really well. Um, I am a doula myself. I'm a birth and postpartum doula. And I'm also a gentle birth instructor. Um, so, yeah, that's me. So why did you feel the need? Obviously, you trained as a doula before you set up the agency. So why did you feel the need initially to train as a doula? Well, I I felt the need because my... So I had a really, really good friend, thankfully, who was American 
and um, Gwen, her name is, if she's listening to this, and she was a doula or is a doula. And I don't think I would have known at the time to Google doulas or to Google birth support, but because I knew from her that she you know, she was a doula and what that offers. I felt that I needed that during my pregnancy because I hadn't got a clue, Cora, when I got pregnant, no clue of birth, really. I I had done research in college about it um, from a, like from a sociological point of view, historical point of view about how birth had become medicalized. Um, and that was interesting, but it was really abstract because I wasn't ever going to have kids. That wasn't on the cards for me at the time, I thought. Um, and I had no real interest in having kids or babies. And then, of course, I got pregnant, which not accidentally. Now, we were trying. Um, and I was really excited, I think, for about three or four weeks. And then I was sitting watching telly one night and I realized, oh, I might actually have to have a baby. Mm. And I was terrified of that. So my friend was really brilliant and she offered to be my doula. And it was such a great support, like really great. She was at the end of the phone. I remember going to one of my appointments and she, and I was told the baby was breech at the appointment and that I would have to have a cesarean, just like that, out of the blue. No, no kind of, you know, no real matter of fact, no, like, look, I'm really sorry now to tell you this because I know you had wanted to have a home birth. So this is a big difference. Just like, oh God, yeah, okay. You know, your baby's breech. Oh, you're going to have to have a cesarean. And I was like, what? But like, but I don't want to have a cesarean. And they actually said to me, um, well, that's a bit selfish now of you. You have to think you're a baby. And I was like, but, but I am, but I just, and I was really shell-shocked. I think, you know, you, you just told this news and that for them, it's it's like, right, they're going on to the next person. Whereas I was in the car, a nervous wreck. <laughs> and and I rang, I always remember my dude ringing her and she was brilliant. She was like, look, she said, you know, I think I was 32 or 33 weeks at the time. She said, look, this is quite normal for this time of your pregnancy however you know the be it would be great to get baby head down here's things that you can do a b c d e all of these ideas which was you know and she was just brilliant and I started trying them and um, I also had a home birth midwife as well so I was on to her so between the two of them that extra support and mm. she met with myself and my husband in our sitting room and that one-to-one care was just lovely from her and kind of outlined all of the you know like what what we could do to help keep me comfortable during birth. She introduced me to Tracy Donegan as well, which is how I ended up using the hypnobirthing for my birth, which I wouldn't again have known about. Um, she was just so reassuring and we learned so much from her. My husband was really thrilled actually to have her. He just felt that it was for him, it gave him so many resources. You know, she was like, so, you know, you could you can do this, David, you can do that and showing us comfort measures and positions. And it was just, she was like a one-stop shop really for all things birth. And I knew she was always there. And, and you know, even just on a small, she made me laugh, which was really nice. So during my labor, she was such a great support and it was little things. So it was like offering me food when I didn't realize I was hungry. I hadn't thought that I hadn't eaten. Um, you know, I'd been in labor all night and this was the next morning and she offered me food and I really didn't think I wanted. And she was very nicely just suggested would I try a little bite. And of course, when I had a bite, I realized I was starving. <laughs> so she sent me up to have a shower. It was 
which again revived me, gave me energy. She, when I, I always remember when I was on, in the pool, she got these, and I'll never forget this. She got these gorgeous, uh, she got a basin of warm water and put some like hand towels in it and then wrung them out and put them, draped them over my lower back. It was just, oh, I go through labor again just to have that. It's so nice. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was those little things. And, and my husband will tell you, he still raves about it. He was up all night with me. So, she was able to give give me the support that I needed and, and not be on my own while he could go and get rest. Mm. He was able to go and get sleep, which he's still very grateful for um, 15 years on. So when I saw all of those things and, you know, after the birth, I I was like, I, I, I definitely have to, I have to become, you know, I want to be a doula. Now I had actually started doing the training while I was pregnant because she was running a training and I was interested um, but afterwards it was like, absolutely, this is what I need to do. This is just amazing. Everybody should, you know, needs a doula uh, if they want one, obviously. Uh, it's such a great support so it doesn't fall all onto the partner. Mine was a very long labor. So having somebody there that could offer that extra help was just brilliant um, and really got us through a lot. And then afterwards, I she really shaped my parenting as well. Um, she was the part she was oh she was the first person to tell me you can't spoil a newborn baby um, that if you know a baby is crying it, they're trying to get their needs met um, if 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 you know that there's nothing wrong with picking up a baby that you know just I don't think I would have known that she talked to me uh, I had thought about breastfeeding but I wasn't sure about it she talked to us about that and helped us figure out you know what might help and afterwards she gave us lots of advice and support around the feeding as did the homebirth midwives as well they were amazing um so I just yeah I I, I think I always remember, she also bought me, a, she got me a sling Now she was a friend as well. So, but she got me my sling. And, you know, again, I don't think I would have known about slings or looked up about it because there was no, I don't know, was there Google back then? Maybe there was, but I don't think it was something we did as much of. Like nowadays, if I have a query, I'm straight onto Google. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'm not sure back then it was the same. It was more like word of mouth, et cetera. So I don't know what I've found out about slings. And, you know, so she she really shaped my early parenting days as well. I had a, you know, fourth trimester baby very much. She did not want to be put down. And I think that I would have struggled with that because my idea of a baby was that they they would sleep most of the day I'd pick them up for a feed every now and again and then they go back to sleep and I'd be there writing my masters um and you know just getting through that and maybe enjoying long walks on the beach and uh, instead I I my first daughter never slept um after the second night, actually, the first night she slept great. And I was like, this is a doddlesher. Brilliant. I got this parenting thing down to a pat. And then she didn't sleep for four years. So that was interesting. And <laughs> a bit of a wake up call. And she was so helpful for those early few weeks when I was really struggling. I'd never even held a newborn baby before I had my first course. So I really felt out of my depth. And and I just I felt so overwhelmed. I was like, what's happened to my life? <laughs> you know where is it gone and um and and worried about my daughter and she's like look you know she just needs to be held and in arms and that really helped us a lot so so you kind of you wanted to be that person for someone I else did, basically. I absolutely did I remember I, I was like this is what I want to do I remember also ringing Tracy Donegan going how do I train in this like I was just this was I and my I, like if you ask my mother, she's still shocked because I was so not into all of this before I had 
a child myself and she's still quite shocked about it 15 years on at the turnaround like because I'm, I'm so passionate about it now and it, we, I talk about birth and parenting and breastfeeding so much that when she comes to visit she lives in Dublin she she'd just be saying like I sometimes feel I'm having a baby when I come down here. <laughs> it's just, it's a huge passion. And I suppose it's such a turnaround from before I had a, had a baby. Um, I just felt, I think for me, I knew so little uh, about it all. And having somebody to offer that non-judgmental guidance and support in a really kind way mm. was really great. When, as I said, with the system, sometimes you're a bit lost, I think. Uh, you don't have time. Like when, for example, that time at the cesarean, I there was no time to really ask questions. It was just like, there you go now. That's it. Of course, at the next appointment, the baby was head down and mm-hmm. I had tried a few of the things that she'd suggested and I'm sure it, there was no problems, thankfully. Um, but that, you know, but even like even as a doula now, I see sometimes babies don't turn. And so it is about even helping parents come to terms with things that they may not have hoped for at all around their birth experience you know so I it's just yeah it's very fulfilling so when we're speaking about um a doula and what a doula can do for you what different types of doula I know there is obviously birth doula postpartum doula but what's a full spectrum doula and if you were if everything was going fine for you what what type of doula are you looking for and how are you paired up with a doula in your agency as well so a few questions there yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, there, there's definitely there's birth doulas and postpartum doulas. They would be the, was the two most well known. But there's also doulas for people undergoing fertility treatments. Um, there would be doulas for people have, um, experiencing loss or trauma or um, there would be doulas for anybody that needs to have an abortion that wants extra support. That would be a full spectrum doula would cover all of those different events and there are also now doulas um I don't know if there's any in Ireland yet but there are people I know training um to become end of life doulas and um, to support people as they pass away which I think is amazing because birth and death are very similar you know there's a lot of similarity there's a, a a huge crux there so I think yeah it must be very rewarding um so there are all those so basically really every step of the way in in the journey that somebody is taking towards um trying to conceive uh being pregnant experiencing loss if that's occurring um choosing to terminate um throughout your pregnancy or birth and then postpartum that would be full spectrum that would be covering everything and of course you know working with um every family so as as a full spectrum doula we're working with you know um parents that are gay um trans parents so yeah so we would support families where they're at really because that's you know and and it's so rewarding um so yeah so within our doula agency matching a doula it's one of my favorite parts of the job actually I feel like a little matchmaker (laughs) because we obviously um get to know the client Uh, sometimes we'd have a phone call we also now have a form on the website which where we ask questions that if they want to if they're interested in booking in to get to know them a little bit um, but what's important to them and um, how their partner is feeling. Why do they want a doula support? Do they have a partner? Not everybody does. Um, you know, so lots of different questions. Um, are they hoping to breastfeed or are they thinking they'll formula feed? Are they going to do a birth class like gentle birth or quid you or one of the classes or 
Um, are they VBAC? You know, there's so many different things that we, we need to know. And then based on all of that information, we know the doula. So when a doula decides to apply to join Doula Care Ireland as an independent contractor, we have a process. So they have to fill in a CV. Uh, so they send in a CV. We want references. We ask them as well if they've had children. Not all doulas have children. And you don't have to, I think, to be a great doula. Uh, but if they have had uh, children, we ask them to do a birth debrief and a postpartum debrief so that we're aware that they're aware of anything that might trigger them themselves um we want to see where they've trained we want references etc so we go through all of that um and then we move to interview if all of that works out and then we interview them usually through zoom and we've always done that even before covid because obviously we're national agency so we cannot be traveling to Donegal (laughs) um and we go we 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 chat to them, we get to know them. Why do they want to, why have they chosen to be a doula? Uh, how do they feel about supporting clients? We give them scenarios. How would they, um, how, what would they, how would they, you know, kind of support somebody with this or this or this? And so we get to know them quite well in that. So then we have an idea. We know exa- if they're trained in other um, fields as well as specialities. So partly then, because with a doula, a lot of it is personality, I think. So, Yes, it's great to have somebody that's done training in A, B and C. However, I think the biggest thing is, and I say this to clients all the time when I'm on the phone, is you're thinking, could I possibly spend at least 12 to 24 hours on a lift with this person? Because it is about, do I connect with them? Because the big, one of the biggest things a doula brings to a birth experience is themselves and their kindness and their empathy um, and so that is hugely important. Can you see this person supporting you during birth? I, I often say to clients, during your, your labor, your, preg- your pregnancy and your labor, the doula is one of the few people that you get to choose to be there with you, especially if you're public. You know, you, you, you see different people at every appointment, usually. It's not the same person. In your labor, you'll have different people coming in and you don't generally have a choice over that, as in you can ask for a different midwife if you don't connect with somebody. Um, but you still have never met them before. Uh, whereas your doula is somebody you choose to have there. And so I think that that's really important that you f- you feel it's the right fit. So we I would think have a good think about who might work well with a client. Um, and then I would check to see, obviously, we have to check with the doula to see, are they available? Would they want this job work? Because um, sometimes they have other things on at that time um, and where they're at. And then if the doula says yes, then we pass the phone number of the client onto the doula and then the doula arranges to meet with them for an initial meet. That can be on Zoom or in person, depending on how comfortable the person is with in-person meets. Now, obviously, in person at the moment, it's social distance. Um, but And it's easy to do a in-person meet like this, an initial meet, socially distant. Um, and then, you know, that's the chance for the parents to ask questions. And if there are two people going to be parenting I think it's important both are there because partners also need to gel and then we say to the clients look after that you have three options one you might not want to book in at all that's fine we wish you well number two you may decide to book in but you might decide you want to meet with a different doula 99% of the time that doesn't happen usually you know somebody will go oh they're brilliant I, I love them I really connect with them that's brilliant I want to book in but sometimes they, they, there is a reason why there isn't a connection. Um, and so if that's the case, I would always have a call with the client to see what, you know, what didn't work. Sometimes 
it's something small like they just their voice reminds them of somebody that they know and they don't particularly like nothing to do with this person in front of them but that's what they're experiencing we did have one client i think a few years ago we were starting up where they were like oh their mannerism how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And their voice, they really remind me of an aunt of mine and we do not talk. So I couldn't have that at my birth, you know. <laughs> you know, understandable that, as well, because that yeah. could just be, even though the doula could be incredible, it could be that one thing that stops, you know, things go, you know, kicking off the way you want them to. That that oxytocin could be, um, or what's the word, Mary? Things yeah, that just yeah. might not flow as nicely as you want them to because you won't let them oh, in your own brain. Yeah. You don't want to fight or flight. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm and and now we had the opposite as well so we had a scenario where uh, there was a client who I knew quite well and I knew some of her family and I knew th- there was a doula that I thought would be an amazing match because she was reminded me a lot of this girl's sister who this, the girl is very close to so I felt it would work and she adored her I knew mm-hmm. I had a feeling that that would work so sometimes that works well somebody yeah. reminds me of something but you know or sometimes it's the partner maybe doesn't click because I haven't really spoken to them a lot of the time so you know so depending on the reason as it's, it's very unusual that it happens but it does and sometimes it takes there was one case only ever where it took us three goes to get it right but in general most of the time it is like the client will come back and go oh they're brilliant I, I can yeah I absolutely how do 
I book in? I want to book in now in case I lose her. Um, there's usually that. But we do offer the option of, and I think it is really handy with the agencies. They don't have to have that awkward conversation themselves with the doula. Yeah. They can come to us instead and go, oh, you know, there's just something there. And, and so we kind of tease it out a little bit. And then we, we we would see if anybody else is available, if there's another doula in the area. Now, obviously, with Dublin, that's no problem. We've loads. But in other parts of the country, it may be a little more challenging because we may not have the same amount of doulas. Um, so so that's kind of how it works. And then once they book in, then the doula is their support. Like we that's, you know, and um, we're there as, as a backup if needed. But we are a doula agency. So they're they're The doula and the client are then the primary relationship. Uh, we will offer support to the doula as well then. Um we what we do is we set up a, a a group on 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 a not WhatsApp because I don't think it's safe enough, mm-hmm. but on a different server and the client is named on it. They they get a number so that we keep their details protected. Um, but it, the client the doula can check in with us if if anything comes up that they need support on because that yeah. can happen. You know we've had clients and who unfortunately have had a loss late term or in labor. Um, we've had clients that you know other things come up. Uh, during the birth, for example, it may be traumatic, and and for doulas, they need that support as well. So, um, so yeah. what support do you provide then? So obviously, a birth doula is there throughout the birth. Would you would the doula see the client antenatally on one or two occasions? Yeah, so there's two. So there's that initial meet. So okay. you've already started that connection, and then there's two antenatal uh, support meetings. They're two to three hours long usually. Um, occasionally it could be longer, but in general they're two to three hours, and that's again with the uh, the the mom or the pregnant person and the partner. If there is 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 there, if there is a partner, um, like a lot of our clients might be parenting solo, and if that is the case, but they still may have a support person there. Like sometimes they'll have a mother or a sister supporting them. So it it's always useful. I'd always recommend that the two of them are there, um, because they the doula is giving information on like comfort measures for labor and early labor we're a lot we always spoke about this but it's for for people in late sorry people pregnant at the moment this is absolutely crucial for a lot of them is they want to stay at home as long as they can now what I say to them is that was always the goal if you're comfortable with that because what we know is that the longer you can stay at home in early labor once all is well with you and baby the less likely you are to have interventions in the hospital so you know that was always something that we would have chatted to clients about anyway and however clients are very very determined to have that happen they're really they're really wanting it because obviously with the restrictions and partners not being able to come in they don't want to be in labor on their own in the Mm -hmm. hospital they want to try and stay at home as long as they can once they're safe of course um so that is a goal so we're we're talking about things that can help with that you know you oxytocin boosters early labor supports what can you do in early labor what can partners do in early labor what what as as labor progresses what can help all of those comfort measures that can help uh, a mom like using the shower or the bath or the pool you know what Mm -hmm. can partners do so getting them very involved and I think partners often love doula is there because it gives them they have a list of things that they can do um we're looking at positions in labor and how you know how different positions can help what sort of positions might be helpful um looking at uh, birth preferences and how to draw them up and will help uh, offer support around that and also how to ask questions in the hospital of your yeah. care provider 
Um, so, and what does that look like? So what, you know, it's, it's one thing, I think sometimes people are very nervous about the hospital and going in, but you know, the majority of midwives are lovely in there, in the hospitals and are, are really supportive. Um, and so I think, but they're very nervous because they've heard horror stories from friends and, um, and so parents aren't always aware that they can ask questions, that they can get involved in their care, that once all is well with them and the baby, that they can say no to interventions if it's not medically indicated or needed. Um, and, and so this is all information that they usually soak up and are very eager to have um, and learn about. So it's really just about giving them a voice because, again, the evidence shows that the more in any, med- this isn't just birth, this isn't all medical um, settings, that the more involved a client or patient is with their care, the less likely they are to be unhappy after it. Mm even if things have to change because sometimes it does and we talk about that as well so here's things that may happen instead like what if you need to have an induction here's things that might help with that um cesarean birth if you need to have a cesarean we cover that information as well um, and and think about drawing birth preferences up because you know we have a 30 percent average cesarean rate in ireland so that's you know one in three if my maths is right um a chance so it i think not discussing it would be doing a disservice you know the, so having some discussion over the fact that look sometimes it is needed um have you thought about birth preferences for if that's going to happen here's some tips and ideas as to how to support that and make that a positive experience for you um is is something we talk about and also how to avoid one if possible <laughs> you know? yeah yeah it's just educating yourself and i think you it's great to have you there to be able to kind of get the ball rolling on that exactly Yes, because we know the World Health Organization would uh, suggest that the, the the actual rate of cesareans are a lot lower. That's medically needed. Mm. I think it's like 10 to 15 percent. So that's a, that's half of what we have in this country. So then we're looking at why are the other 15 percent happening? So um, and so just we're, you know, we're asking questions, chatting around that. Sometimes clients may be having a VBAC or a vaginal birth after a cesarean. So we would cover um, some topics that are per- relevant to that so it's obviously personalized as well to your circumstances we've had some clients that have had a loss beforehand and we talk as well about the postpartum period because especially with first-time parents they're very focused on the birth I was myself I kind of hardly thought about the afterwards bit (laughs) and actually the birth is a blip really the the afterwards is is, you know still ongoing and so we talk about that like what supports do they have in place Uh, what can they do to make things easier maybe it's like batch cook food or uh, can they hire a doula in that will help or do they have are they comfortable having parents in and can the parents so we get them to start thinking about that because with both I always say with both parents in the house there all day fully 100% on there still is not enough hours in the day Mm. with the new baby so you you know having as much support as you possibly can or or getting that support you know lining it up even if it's just could your friends cook some food and drop them at the door for a a week or two for you to take that pressure off Um, and and just a little bit about newborn babies and that what's normal because we don't again know what normal is and we talk about feeding and if they're hoping to breastfeed signpost them to other supports as well so that's a lot of what we do signpost to other practitioners or other supports and I'd always suggest for example if a client is hoping to breastfeed that they take a breastfeeding class um, and, and just talk a little bit about breastfeeding in Ireland and the realities of that 
um you know because you know antenatally it's very much about oh you know you're going to be breastfeeding breastfeeding is better for the baby it's really good you know and all of this kind of um you're getting this message all the time and then after the baby comes we don't have the supports in place for a lot of parents to have a successful breastfeeding relationship and then they feel like they failed but they haven't failed the system has failed mm-hmm. so it's it's explaining that about okay you know having done the class before and have partners to do it as well so they're getting the evidence-based information because I'm also a breastfeeding counselor or quid you and we get calls from parents who have been given misinformation from um, you know um, healthcare professionals around breastfeeding um, there's very little training for healthcare professionals in Ireland around breastfeeding so your GP your public health nurse and even the midwife in the hospital may not be up to date and give uh, uh, information that is incorrect um, that may impact on your journey so having that information beforehand I think it's all about st- birth and postpartum stacking the odds in, in favor of having positive birth and breastfeeding postpartum experience and I suppose I think knowledge is crucial to that Um, so having information you may choose not to you may choose to change your mind but there's a difference between choosing something so if you want to breastfeed for example and afterwards you decide not to there's a difference between you choosing that and you getting information that impacts on it so that it's not working for you anymore and you feel you have to give up that's very different Mm. Um, same during birth there's a very big difference between somebody um, being involved choosing to have an intervention which may be medically necessary of course um, rather than somebody feeling which we get we we work with second time parents a lot and we get them coming to us to say I felt I had no um, agency when I was there and so I'd like to feel more involved this time and often they will say things like I didn't know I could ask questions or I didn't know I was allowed to do that mm. allowed is a word I would like to see uh, written off <laughs> out of that uh, dialogue at all uh, because it is about obviously I have yet in all my years of being a doula and I trained in 2006 um, I have yet to see meet ever meet a a parent that would put their own birth preferences above the needs of their baby safety yeah. um never ever something that comes into plan it's it parents always want their baby to be safe that's priority number one for them um and so therefore a, and a lot of the times a discussion can we have as i say to parents if it is an emergency and an absolute emergency which does happen um then they will tell you they won't have time to discuss they won't have time to talk they will be like sorry we need to you know move now but most of the majority of times it is a very much well suppose we could do that or maybe you know a lot of the times because of this it's about being able to navigate the system really and ask questions in a, in a positive way we never want clients going and arguing with stuff no. they're just trying to do their job and get home to their own lives and they're busy and of course the last year especially has been very high stress for them um so it's in a it's in a positive way that they're just getting information about the care that they that they are receiving and so in those how long does um support last for after the birth with a um yeah so basically obviously we do the two antenatal visits then we go on call and obviously support of the birth and then afterwards then there's usually a, a postpartum visit okay um but we're always in touch 
after the baby arrives for the few days until that happens. So that visit can be, depending on when the client needs it really, uh, can be sometimes in the past before COVID, it might have been in the hospital, but usually we want, you know, the parents are usually at home settled and then we're coming out to just um, check in to see how everything went, do a debrief with them if needed. You know, if, if it's been a traumatic experience, if birth hasn't gone on pl- as planned, it's being there to listen mm-hmm. because everybody else's tends to be, eyes up to heaven oh sure you have a healthy baby there's no space in in Ireland I think for people to tell their stories which is why I think your podcast is great because it is so nice to hear those stories um but when it's a negative experience people tend to be very dismissive unfortunately and they don't want to know and they can't understand why this person isn't happy mm. you know it's like but sure you're grand and, and yet I as I say to parents you can you can be really happy for the baby that's here safe and well while also mourning a birth that didn't go as you'd hoped so there can be a sadness there and sometimes a trauma even if the intervention was absolutely needed because I have seen that with clients where sometimes it has been an actual emergency emergency and 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 they needed that baby needs to be out immediately and but it's all it can be such a shock so that parent needs somebody to listen to um, to just be there for them and not dismiss it. So we do that if it's not, if it's a negative experience. If it's positive, we celebrate and we mm. talk about that as well. And, and obviously we check in again. The other thing we do is see how the parents are doing. Because again, you know, you know yourself, when you're pregnant, it's all like the bump and oh, how are you doing and mind yourself. And then the baby comes and nobody even looks at you anymore. <laughs> And and that can be a little bit overwhelming because it's like, what's happened to my life? <laughs> Where am I? And I and and so having somebody check in and ask, how are you doing? Mm. How are you getting on? Can be just so nice to be heard and listened to and, and have a cry. Sometimes I've had, you know, mums on the sofa going, it's just so hard. Um, those first few weeks and and listening to that. And they don't always want advice or information. They yeah. just want to be able to talk to somebody in a supportive environment who's not going to try and fix it. Who's not going to be like, well, now, if you did this or if you did that, then you wouldn't, you know, the baby would sleep or this or that. You know, there's a lot of, again, family can be great, but they can also be stressful. <laughs> I remember saying that to my own uh, family. Just, I just want to talk. I don't want you to, it's probably sounded quite sassy at the time. I just want to talk. I just don't, I don't want advice, you know, just let me rant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you need. Because, Like I, I remember myself, my own experience, um, I feeding was tough those first few weeks. She was very windy. Oh, it used to take hours to feed her. She didn't sleep. I was exhausted. And sometimes when I bring that up, with not everybody but some people it'd be like well why don't you just give them a bottle and I didn't want to give a bottle I wanted to keep reading I just but I needed to I wanted to moan about it yeah exactly (laughs) so Mary just tell me where I can direct people or people can find out more about yourself and Jen so if they're interested in availing of the services of a doula yeah, so we're at www. Do you say it? Do people say that nowadays? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Care, it just feels like doulacare.ie is is our website, um, and we've just updated it. So really excited about that. Um, we also have um Facebook and Instagram. We are at doulacare Ireland, and then Twitter we're at doulacare era because 
doula care Ireland was too long <laughs> so um so that's how you can contact us and we do we offer birth and postpartum services and we also offer training as well for anyone who's interested in becoming a doula um, yeah, it's very exciting. I love it. So I'll link everything in actually on the show notes, and this interview will be on the website and everything. So I'll link everything there so anyone can can find you there. Great, yeah. And obviously, if people have questions, we love hearing from people. Um, you know, getting messages. Um, email is usually the best way to get in touch because, uh, yeah, sometimes I don't know whether people find this, but there's so many different mediums nowadays. Oh yeah, that it's hard to keep track. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so email is, is, is probably the best and it's myself and Jen are running Dula Carolyn, but we also have a, uh, we have an administrator, Gillian, who's amazing. Um, and also Siobhan, she deals with the Irish Life Health side of things. So we have a, uh, we work with Irish Life Health. So any clients that, um, have booked, have Irish Life Health insurance, they may be able to avail of postpartum support through their health insurance, which is oh, great yeah. through ourselves. So Siobhan, um, deals with that side of things. So it may be one of them you get to talk to as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Moment With. If there is any specific area, whether it be antenatal, the labour birth experience or postnatal professionals that you would like me to interview, then just get in touch, make a suggestion either through my email, website or Instagram and I will try and find someone that I can have a chat with. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.